88.9 is KWXE Grove, Oklahoma. Christian Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Woman to Woman. Uh, this is Sharon Hoskins, and my guest today is Chelsea Hughes. Hi, Chelsea. Hi. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. Um, Chelsea is a pastor's daughter and a pastor's granddaughter and a children's pastor and a missionary <laughs> and among a list of other accomplishments uh, you have um, been a part of mission trips to the Philippines to China a part of the world race and um, your dad and your grandpa both are pastors with extensive travels um, in the mission field so that is something that has been passed down to you and you are very passionate about missions and so will you tell us your story yeah absolutely uh so like you said my dad and my grandfather uh have uh built a legacy with our family for missions and just a heart for people mm -hmm. and so when i was 17 i went well let me go back when i was 15 mm -hmm. i went to the netherlands with uh, an organization um, called Sports Quest. It's a it's a branch of Athletes in Action. And I was able to go uh, to the Netherlands and do sports camps and things like that um, with a gospel, like gospel-centered, you know. Oh, yeah, Draw them in with sense. the sports and then, yeah, uh -huh. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. get them with gotcha. the gospel. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so uh -huh. that was kind of the first um, overseas mission trip that I did um, myself and then kind of on on my own and then when I was 17 I, I got to go to the Philippines with my granddad and my my dad and my brother at the time too um, from the time I was about 14 until just health reasons um, stopped my granddad from going so for probably about 10 years I believe he went every year and worked with um, national pastors and consistency, you know, not mm -hmm. just, uh, what a model of missions that I really, um, enjoy is, uh, like a consistent, uh, connection right. with the people. So, I mean, it's great to get to go to all of these places. Um, but, but he was consistent to one right. place every year. Okay, right. He, he consistently had influence rather than just like, this short-term impact like uh -huh. i'm there for three weeks and then i'm gonna go here next year yeah. and there next year like he consistently was able to like have influence on this um church and then other churches and pastors uh -huh. and really get that connection and be able to see uh just the growth of the church and get to see uh lives change and, and, and then build the relationships the with the people there too also. right yeah absolutely which which is really neat um a, a really neat model of yeah. missions that I, um, I really she think is grew great. up with. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. And, and that translated into, so what part of the reason why I chose the world race, um, because they also have that kind of, they have contacts and while their world race teams are 
different that come through every time they they consistently partner with the um the same contacts and Mm -hmm. and things like that but now i'm getting ahead of myself uh so i went like i said i went to the netherlands i went um to the philippines twice with my dad and my grandfather um when i was 17 and then again when i was 21 um and obviously i was raised in church all of those things um but i i uh and so i was really good at talking talk and mm-hmm. um but i had never really had i'm a people pleaser and so i did all the things that i thought you were supposed everyone to do. wanted me yeah. to do um but really i i was just living a really rebellious life and in my heart i was not um surrendered to the lord i i was really living for myself and wanted to to make my own choices and things like that and so um when i was 19 I moved away from my parents and left school and just went and lived on my own I was gonna you know be an adult because yeah. when you're 19 yeah. you're really That's good at that yeah. yeah um <laughs> and just really wasn't living for the Lord at all because I didn't know him right. <laughs> really right. and um just through a lot of different circumstances and things with relationships, you know, boy comes into play a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, and through all of that, I hit that point of hitting rock bottom, looking up and being like, you know, I really stink at making my own choices and running my own life. This is not, um, I don't love this. This is not great. I'm not, I'm not happy. I'm not satisfied. And, um, so at the beginning of my senior year of college, I reached that point and just cried out to the Lord and was like, Lord, I want you to have my whole life, not just, you know, my heart. I think sometimes when we ask Jesus into our heart, it Mm -hmm. helps us to compartmentalize, at least for me, not, you know, I compartmentalized Uh him and on Sunday I, you know, this Mm -hmm. is the part of my life you have, you have, you have my heart and my Sunday Uh and then I get the rest of it. And so just like reaching that point of being like, you know, just have it all because I'm not great at at having the it other, myself. Yeah, of, of trying to do it um, on my own. And so really giving like just this picture of like handing him this like pile of ashes and just being yeah. like, so here's what I've done. Um, <laughs> and and really getting to see over the last six years, just the beauty that he's given back to me has been incredible. So that was um, the fall of 2008 that I... Uh, really um had that surrendered it all yeah like surrendered it all you know I'd made professions of faith and Mm I um had you know that fire insurance Mm -hmm. or whatever you want (laughs) to say like hey I don't want to go to hell um I'd prayed that I don't I don't want to go to hell prayer but in October 2008 I prayed the Jesus I love you prayer like Mm -hmm. not I want you because I don't want to go here, but like, I want you because you're beautiful. Like I want you for you Mm -hmm. and, um, and understanding like my depravity and my sinfulness and that, and his grace for me. And, um, so out of that, when I was not living for the Lord, when I was 
you know, chasing my own um, dreams in my own life. I went to culinary school. Mm -hmm. And so I had my culinary arts degree and then I was graduating in the spring with my business degree with the hope of starting a catering company and, you know, Uh do it living the life American dream kind of thing and during my senior year the Lord just orchestrated a meeting with a couple who worked in China they had a restaurant they were missionaries in China used the restaurant as businesses mission so that supported their visas Uh and things like that and they were able to minister um, to their workers and to mm-hmm. the community and things like that oh, through this neat. restaurant. Uh-huh. And it had been open for about a year and they were back stateside and we're here, uh, at my dad's church, um, Grace Harbor. And they were just talking and with us and my dad, who is always, you know, he's <laughs> super super excited that I'm like loving Jesus at this point in my life. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, go do anything. I'm behind you. And so they're talking about just this restaurant and needing, uh, you know, just needing to rework this menu. It's a Western restaurant in China. So Uh getting ingredients to make Western food and Chinese. So you're able to go over there and, and work Right. So in I'm, China. Right. In China, I got to go and I got to work in this restaurant and just see. With, with culinary and missions. Right. Okay. It, it was really, it was really cool because my prayer had been like, Lord, I was not following you. Like, what is the purpose? Like, mm-hmm. what, is, how, what is the purpose of this? Like, I what are you going to be able things. to do with that? Yeah. And, <laughs> right. and I think sometimes we have this idea. I also loved basketball. I grew up playing basketball, played through all through college. And I think sometimes we have this idea that when the Lord calls us to something, um, we have to give up everything that we love and just yeah. go be miserable for Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I think uh-huh. we get this idea and he does ask us to sacrifice things and he yeah. asks us to lay things down for him. Mm-hmm. But the beautiful part is that he, he gives those things back to us so many times. Yeah. And so laying down, like just putting my yes down, Lord, I'm going to follow you. I, you know cooking catering things like that i'll walk away from it i just want to be where you are i want to be wherever you'll have me to be Mm -hmm. and for him to then use that to get me to china and there tell me like i want to give you nations and and just like give me this vision for um missions and people and the gospel and all of these things. So is that how you got into the world race? That is, I, I had, I, when I got home from China, I had a friend that I had graduated with add me to a Facebook group and he was going on the world race and I got home from China and I was going back to China. That Uh was, that was it. The Lord had called me to missions and then I was going to, I told him how I was going to do it. That's, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm like, exactly. yes, Lord, I surrender. Okay. Now here's, here's my plan. Yes. Uh-huh. And I remember looking at Austin's, um, Facebook group and like all this stuff about the world race. And I was like, wow, that's really cool for people who don't know where they're called to <laughs> <laughs> like real judgy. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. And, and I just like followed him and read his blogs and like every time he posted an update would tell my roommate like Brandy, da, 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 da. and 
she was like, when are you going to apply? Finally, she was like, yeah. you're driving me crazy. And I was like, oh, no, it's not for me. Yeah. Uh, but it was for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> and through a lot of prayer and um, just counsel from different people, uh, I applied, was ex- accepted, and then went on the world race in January 2011. So the world race is 11 countries in 11 months. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes, okay. that's that's correct. It is, it, I, I wrote kind of relate it at times to, it's basically 11 short-term mission trips uh-huh. crammed back to back. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it is, so it is, you are, you're traveling a lot. Um, you are living out of a backpack. You've got a tent and a sleeping bag. And this is not a go and stay in the hotel and then go minister to the people. This is go and live with the people um, that you're ministering to. And it's hard. It was tough. I was dirty. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It it was, um, but it was one of the most fulfilling and awesome, adventurous years of my life. And I learned more about who I am and who the Lord is um, in that time just... So you, yeah. you did a blog. Um, what's the name of your blog again? Uh, well, it's chelseahughes.theworldrace.org. Okay. Chasing so What Really Matters. Chasing What yeah. Really Matters. I have a link on my website for that at Proverbs 3130 Ministry. Oh, great. Uh, yeah. So if um, anybody is interested in checking that out. So after the world race, um, you went on staff at a church and... Mm-hmm. Now you are working in a different environment. Yeah, absolutely. So about a year and a half ago, I transitioned out of, you know, vo- the vocational ministry out of uh, off off of the staff at church. Um, I moved to Dallas and now I work in uh, like a call center environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, for the last six months, have been a trainer. Um, which is really awesome because I get, um, I get to spend a lot of time, um, in a less demanding setting. I mean, training is obviously, Mm -hmm. you know, pretty demanding, but it's not the like, go, go, go of the operations floor. Right. You quoted to me, um, recently you said, I am blessed to work in an environment full of unbelievers. Mm-hmm. And I found that interesting because, and exciting, because a lot of times I hear Christians say, oh, will you please pray for me. You know, my work environment is just horrible. There's no believers there. You know, there's just all this stuff. And, um, and you're saying that you're blessed to work with unbelievers. Mm-hmm where we think as Christians, it's completely opposite. Every time I've heard anybody say how blessed they are in their work environment, it's always because they listen to Christian music and they have Christian people that work there and they're surrounded by Christianity and you're saying the opposite. So, well, I think community is very important. And so I have a good solid community of believers around me and I have a good home group and friends that are Christians. Um, But I think it's equally important that as mature believers, Mm -hmm. that we also have 
unbelievers around us and people that we can speak the hope and the gospel into. And so while it's great if you um, get to work in, in a Christian environment, mm-hmm. that's that's great. Um, but we need to be intentional about meeting meeting people outside of that. I hear your mission's heart in that. <laughs> you know, that I am blessed to be working around unbelievers. So you kind of taken that idea of missions to go you know, overseas or go into the mission field, um, to go at, you go to work and that that's your mission field. Right. I I do have a heart to live overseas that, that is absolutely kind of the end game, if you will, Mm -hmm. for me. But right now the Lord has called me and made it clear that my calling is to be in Dallas and to work, um, in, you know, the marketplace, if you will, like just regular vocation, you know, uh-huh. not, not that, not full-time ministry, if you will, air quotes, you uh-huh. know, um, I still minister full-time. Right. Um, I just do other things for my paycheck, I guess you'd right. say. Um, but yeah, my mission's heart is still the same and my calling is still the same. And so it's a whole it's- new concept or mindset, uh, um, on the idea of missions, because sometimes when um, we think about missions, we think about, you know, what what we can do mm-hmm. and the environment that you're in, it's more about just living your Christian life mm-hmm. before people and building relationships with people who have no hope mm-hmm. and making them a part of your life, which mm-hmm. is not... Um, is not really a Christian concept that we really mm-hmm. grab a hold of very often. Right. Um, I think it's important for people to see us, how we react to things that happen. Um, I had two of my wheels stolen. I went out and my car was on blocks, oh right? How am I going to react to that? Am I going to be really angry and upset and mad about it? Or am I going to laugh it off, say, what is my life right now that this Uh is happening? And it is a serious thing. And it was, it was tough, but I I felt like I could be, be a testimony to, you know what life, life goes on. Like I can, you know, the Lord has provided me a way to get new wheels and new tires, you know, and, um, not just be consumed with anger and hate and just kind of move move on I, I and saw that's that kind as of a testi- testimony to um people who don't know the lord right. that they wonder what hope that you right. have why are you situation? reacting right. like that i'd be so mad you yeah. know like right. it 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 just that's an example of a conversation that can lead to another conversation you know just mm-hmm. the way you react to things the way um, you interact with people. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a supervisor. I'm a trainer at my job. So I can't just stand up in front of my training class and present the gospel. Mm-hmm. But I can um, have conversations with people about their life in the break room and when we go out to lunch and things like that. Um, and so it, it is different. But um, when you build those relationships, then people start asking you questions, you know, and people open up. What's different about you? Right. Why, why, why do you react that way? And Mm -hmm. that can, that can present itself an open door to, to share the gospel and to share Jesus Christ with them. Absolutely. When they give you permission to speak into their lives, Mm -hmm. not, 
you're not going in. They're not your project. You're not just, you know, forcing the gospel down their throat, if you will. And there, there are times for, you know, evangel, you know, evangelism Mm -hmm. and presenting the gospel. Mm -hmm. I'm not against that at all. I do present the gospel. Um, but in this setting that I'm talking, like when you're, when you're going into your workplace, creating those relationships and um, not as a project right not as a project like you're not this like you're you're an unbeliever you're broken i'm gonna fix you like i don't know like i want to know you i want to do life with you i want i want to know you as a person not as Mm -hmm. a project Mm -hmm. and am i going to to get a lot of like life advice or like advice on choices that i'm gonna make from from people who don't have the same worldview as me No, like I I have my community and my Christian brothers and sisters that I can go to for Uh that. Um, But I I think that we take this like youth group mindset of like, be careful who your friends are. You know, you don't Uh want to be around unbelievers (laughs) because they're going to make you fall and things. But if I've been a believer for 10 years, um, I I should be able to walk strong. I should be Uh rooted and grounded in my faith in Christ where I can spend a significant time around unbelievers and and and, and live out the gospel life, right? and be an influence to them and not be an encourage influence right? yeah like i uh i think we kind of fall back on that and it's like well we're not 17 anymore yeah. so you need to have you good up. strong christian yeah. you need to have good strong christian influence on you because mm-hmm. we are influenced by the people we spend time around mm-hmm. um but but you also need to have those those people in your lives who who as you're living out the gospel, you're remembering the gospel and you're right. preaching the gospel to yourself, right. to them, to right. the other believers in your life. We, we're always preaching the gospel mm-hmm. um, and we need to be reminded of it because the gospel is not just for the unbeliever. Right. The gospel, Paul yes. says, by which you are being saved. Right. So we need to continue uh, to walk in that. Yeah. And that's... Well, I, I just find that so... Um, um, encouraging to be able to um, just help others to understand that if they are in that situation where they're having to work in an environment that is not so wonderful that um, you know they're surrounded by people who are uh, manipulative or backstabby or you know whatever because they don't know the Lord that you know it's it's a place where you can stand up and be an influencer instead of the influence or the yeah, yeah. influencer <laughs> instead of influency. Yeah, and that's <laughs> and not so. to say that it's not difficult. I I understand. I I went through an especially hard season back um, January through February where mm-hmm. I. There were a few mornings I was at work early having a little like worship sesh in in the conference room Uh before just to get through the day. Like, Mm -hmm. Lord, I need you to change this atmosphere because I am tired and I am I I I want to snap back. I want to, you know, just be as catty as, you know, because I. I'm a human. I still have, you know, my flesh wants to. And so I need you to. I, I, you have to come through right, right. now because I can't I'm not, it. yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to represent you well today yeah. if, um, if you don't meet me here yeah. in this place. And, and so it is not an easy thing. It is depending on the Lord to yeah. do this stuff because yeah. you can't, you can't within yourself. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us today, Chelsea. That's all the time we have for today. Um, but 
um, I just love the encouragement that you've given and, and, um, maybe we can have you back on sometime. That'd yes, be great. I'd love it. <laughs> okay. Well, we've been talking to Chelsea Hughes and, um, thank you for tuning in today. And next week, uh, our guest will be Sherry Dillinger and we're going to be talking about discipleship. It's going to be fun. So I hope you'll join us and until then have a blessed week. <laughs>